PSFX presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I'm T. Sterling Watson. And I'm Courtney. This is the Indu Podcast, where morning drive time meets a late night talk show, and we aim to entertain, enlighten, and provide an auditory escape. Thank you for stopping by and pressing play. This is episode number 102. Nice. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> <sighs> My intro is much longer now, but it's you know, part of the... Uh... I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Just trying to let listeners know, new and old, what what you know we're all about here. So yeah, it's good to know. It's good to have that preview, or just that warning, maybe heads up, caution sign of what you're about to get into. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which which is all good things, by the way. Not nothing bad, like you know, mm-hmm. you're now going to enter death and horrible thing. Yeah, no, or not that. Although my um. My black history fact might be a little on the the spooky side, which I had kind of hinted at last episode. So you did. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to bring that to you a little bit later in the show. Yeah, but first, you know, just just you know, I, I want to catch up with you. How are you doing? What's what's going on? I am doing well. Um, not a whole lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, in revisions, so I am in the. <clears throat> I, I was the, the first term that came to mind was the desert of revisions, but I choose to view it in a different light. But it is a long journey. Um, so I'm in the long journey of revisions. I don't know for my for my novel. Mm-hmm. So that's taking up a good amount of time. Um, but in a good way, it's a good thing. I'm happy to be doing that and. You can't wait to. It's it's just nice to kind of move the notch closer and closer and closer towards the, the end goal, which is finished product, ready to market it to agents and get it out to the public. That sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a long process, but it's ex, it's an exciting one. That's good. That's good. And what's, what's up with you? It's a journey. Um, there was a story that I meant to tell last episode, which I'll tell you guys now. I know I told you, but I'll, I'll actually, you know, actually say it and speak it. Um, but last week, I <laughs> happened to be hanging out in the lobby at work and just, you know, mind my own business, having lunch or actually just kind of just chilling, really. But some a woman walks up to me and she was like, were you in Hustle and Flow? And I'm like, um... No. Well, she was like, well, Hustle and Flow, the movie that was that was shot here in Hartford. Uh, and I had I thought back. I'm like, wait a second. I worked on a movie that maybe kind of borderlined a little bit on. It had nothing really to do with the movie Hustle and Flow. But it the movie that she was thinking of was called Diamond Rough. And it was based on a book by a guy, um, Joe Young, who who wrote the book and then he executive produced the movie and I was an intern on that movie. So I worked out and I helped out in the art department and I apparently was an extra, which I forgot that I did this. So (laughs) she, I guess remembered and Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know where she's seen the movie or how she saw the movie, but this movie, this happened like eight years ago. So I don't know. Were you like, 
Were you like a very special extra? Where did you have a a big role as an extra, or as far like, as, as far as I know, I just I just walked by maybe a camera. Like I didn't really do anything. She told me that she recognized me because of my hair, which I hadn't really changed in the last 10, 15 years, I guess. Um, Mm-hmm. And um, I must have walked by a room where she said I came out of a room or I walked by somebody or something. I don't even really remember what it was I did, but hmm. so apparently she remembers. Well, you're you're famous now. I apparently I am. So I'm I'm now famous, and um, I <laughs> I um, please keep your photography down to a minimum i will sign autographs and you know please form a single line and you know we'll we'll work it out from there so just try not to let it go to your head or anything me get let moi let it get to my head <laughs> yeah moi <laughs> uh, plebeians uh, please um <laughs> we don't understand yeah it's just it's it's beneath someone i don't know i don't know um that is the term i was trying to i was trying to get i was trying to get a a gender neutral term to address people like whenever i, I send something out on twitter um because some people have a problem with you say hey guys when, when really i just mean everyone and mm-hmm. i want to bring back the term plebeians because even though that might be a little degrading to some people because like excuse me i'm not a plebeian i'm you know i'm you know, big way yeah. whatever. but you know it's, yeah i feel maybe that'll bring them down a little bit like, so <laughs> put them back in their place yeah because you know we're all you know we're all humans. in this together yeah we're all in, we're all struggling together some people struggling a little less than others but you know whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. i feel you yeah so plebeian is one of those things i thought peasants but like no no it's too normal. that's a little too demeaning <laughs> a, a little bit too demeaning it's also like right there like it's not that far away from like history terms yeah but mm-hmm. plebeian, you got to kind of dig for. I'm like, ooh, that's a. It just sounds good. Like you know, maybe I don't know. I'm still I'm still workshopping it. Maybe there's some other term out there I might want to use. But for right now, plebeian is uh is what what we're going with. So there's that, and just the normal work stuff. Uh, uh work. Uh, still playing with the air fryer. So this podcast is brought to you by Air Fryer. Dot com. It's not a real place. Don't go there. In fact, I'm wondering what that is. So I'm going to have to go check. I'm sure it takes you somewhere. But you may want to check before we publish this episode. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm doing it right as we speak. And see, if I was like sponsored by like Squarespace, then if it was not used by someone, I would go ahead and take it. But it takes you straight to Phillips. And... um they want you to buy their air fryer. And for whatever reason, it goes to the Dutch version of Phillips. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. You're not, you're not a Dutch. I'm not Dutch. I'm not in Deutschland or anywhere close to Phillips.de coming up, but I mean, you can go Hmm. go ahead and go to airfryer.com and it'll bring you to the Dutch version of Phillips air fryer. So, and someone eating what looks like to be some kind of stick that I guess came from the air fryer. But she's a happy child, so there's that. You said eating a stick? Oh, well, not a stick, like, from a tree, but, like, some kind of breadstick, or maybe it's a mozzarella oh. stick. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why would they advertise <laughs> that? I mean... Is that a Deutschland, like, delicacy or something, or, they, or what? 
I gotta gotta love the Dutch. They do. I mean, really, I'm pretty sure someone out there in that country listens to this podcast. I haven't checked the geographic stats lately, but I'm sure they're doing great. They eat regular food like the rest of us plebeians. So, yeah, I'm sure they're good. They're good people. So I meant breadstick or some kind of edible food stuff, not a piece of wood or some kind of thing that's not supposed to be eaten. <sighs> yes. By a human child. Right. By a human child of all things. Just not, not just humans, but human children. So. Yes. Young yes. Plebeians. Thank you for making that clarification. Yes. Yes. So, right. Um, yeah. Other than that, just uh, air frying um, things. Uh, for, the most recent thing was, um, what are those things? Scallops. Which I don't remember if I asked you if you liked scallops. Yes, I did. Do you like scallops? I do. I have never had them fried, though. So that would be a new experience for me. Hmm. See, all these... I hope you're making a list of all the things to do when you're in Connecticut. <laughs> so, because I, I know there's already a whole bunch of things I'm supposed to make for you. But yeah. it, it all depends on how long you're here, because I don't think you're going to have time to eat all the stuff that I know how to make. So, Well, unless we sit down and just eat, then... Maybe Which at that I, point. I'm not opposed to, but there's also a lot, like, there's a whole apple pie that I think I was supposed to make, and I don't think we have mm -hmm. time to eat a whole apple pie. Well, I mean, you can learn to, like, cut down your ingredients, or just make a whole apple pie and, and cut me a slice, or half of a pie or something. I mean, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. This is true, and... That is also an idiom I looked up, and I do not have the information in front of me because I did not know you're going to use that today. So, because <laughs> people were kind of questioning, is there more than one way to? Why would you skin a cat? Right. The well, answer, the answer know. to that, I think, is violins, but I don't think that's. I'm not sure if that's true. So, but what's the what is <laughs> the answer is violins? But what's the question? <laughs> why would you skin a cat? For violins? I, I mean, what? I would have to go. I have to, have to go do research as to why one would skin a cat. Because, like, well, if there's more than one way to skin a cat, why would you be skinning a cat in the first place? That was my question, or at least that was a question that was answered when I was looking up the idiom. Where, but where does the answer of violins come into play? Is, is what I'm now asking. Well, I think that was the reason why some. Yeah, why would you skin a cat? Um, violins to make violins that, i think what that, what that's just that's just generating even more questions because that doesn't make sense either somewhere some <laughs> yeah i'm i'm i feel like i'm digging myself into a hole of information that i do not have and i might be cross like connections are Mixing. crossed yeah, I, I hope so because even like I don't know that that explaining an idiom is like really a fruitful experience anyway. Mm -hmm. But telling me that violins is the answer to why would you skin a cat also just does not make sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, and I'm really trying to figure out why that came to mind. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. 
because now I'm thinking it's like, well, how 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 are violins made? I don't I don't think cats had anything to do with it in any they time don't. in in violin history. I mean, cats screech, but that they're screeching noise that is the same as somebody who plays a violin but doesn't know how to play said violin. I mean, the the only connection there is that they sound the same, but a cat has nothing to do with the creation of a violin. So so what like. Maybe what? <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's what I'm looking for. Like, why would one even want to skin a cat? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I don't think explaining an idiom is going to, I think you're just going to come up with a dead end. I think an idiom uh, has nothing to do with like actually skinning, like actually skinning a, a cat or actually doing the thing that the idiom says it is. And you're right. You're right. So I did some research as you were explaining. <laughs> and, and basically, it, it it all boils down to, of course, what the idiom means is there's more than one way to do something. But skinny a cat is really like there really isn't more than one way. Although in my mind, I feel like there is like you could just dump nair on it and then it'd be skinned. It's also still. Oh, God. But anyway. <sighs> There's more than one way to kill a cat is what the idiom should be, I suppose. But why would you even want to kill a cat? Unless, of course, like we were saying, is screeching and making all this noise. Um, I don't know where violence came in. I could have been making something up or confusing it with another fact. So Mm -hmm. what I'm reading now, they're saying that this idiom doesn't even make any sense. Like if you try to analyze it because there really isn't more than one way to skin a cat, I guess, unless you do it front to back or back to front. Um you well, know. but that's how that's like saying you're par for the course. That's a golf term, but apparently that is incorrect. Like you, and it isn't that incorrect. I saw it on an, on the office, and I can tell you what episode <laughs> if you want to research that too. Of course, because can. I can't remember. Because I can't. I can't remember the exact saying. But she was saying she was talking about like phrases that isolate like sports phrases that isolate women mm-hmm. because women um, are traditionally at the time of the recording of that show, not as into sports as men are. Mm-hmm. So they were going over sports terms to say, you know, if you hear any of these in the office or in the workplace, you'll know what they're talking about because we're going to go over them right now. And so she said something about par for the course. And then she's like, wait, that doesn't make sense because da, 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 da. Mm. But that's not an idiom either. I think that's just a saying, like a term or something. It is. And, like, I don't even understand it because I don't know golf like that. Like, I know there's pars right. and you want to hit below yeah. the par. Right. So. Right. And maybe that's that's what she was saying. Uh, I don't know how we got here. I don't know either, but I'm glad we're away from cats and violins, so people can leave me alone about that. Because I've just see it now. Like, <laughs> Peter's coming for you. Which is my mortal enemy since high school. They've really? Been my, yeah, they've been my mortal enemy. Okay, so this is a story that. What I, have they ever done to you? So, Jeez. Not Peter per se. Like they, they personally haven't attacked me, but I think I've already waged war against them. Okay. Because sure, I've, sure, always, sure. I've always felt they were a little too like harsh or just their tactics on um, protesting people that like mm. you know maybe wear fur coats and then they pour paint on them or whatever. So yeah. Um, what really um, let's see clogged my vacuum cleaner was that they <laughs> got upset 
about people who sport fish and how people who this is going back to sports again, but they go fishing and then after they you know, they get their fish, they throw back in the water. So they okay. had a problem with this because they're like, this hurts the fish. But then, what? yeah, and then apparently, I, this I can't back up because I haven't done my own scientific research on it, but apparently fish can't feel pain, which I find a little hard to what? believe. What? I don't know, yeah, if that's, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either because I'm like, if you chop a fish's head off, then or you know, hit him, he's gonna feel it. He's gonna feel or like it. slice him. Yeah, he's gonna feel it, right? Yeah, and and I think that was Peta's point, like with them being hooked in the mouth and everything, they're gonna feel that pain, and then for you to just throw them back in the water, um, you're like, oh, just, they have to live with the pain. Yeah, they're just torturing them. Where mm. I don't know, and they just had this whole big stink about it, and that was that. So. That was my initial problem with them, and I don't. I believe there was a science teacher. I think I wrote a whole little paper, a little, a little humorous essay, if you will, in my school mm. high school newspaper about it. And um, I'm trying to think of what came first. I'm not sure if it's the whole duck painting thing that came first or this, but um, somewhere along that time, I. I entered a duck painting contest, which I did not want to enter at all. I really didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. I was having much more fun. I think I was modeling my um, Chihuahua uh, 3D clay Chihuahua thing, which kind of manifested it into Chief. So many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to do this. We had to do this duck stamp contest, but it was our art project. So I painted this duck, and and I hated it the entire time. Like that was the very last thing I did. All the scenery behind it, and then I finally painted the duck itself, sent it in. Um, then I I think I did tell the story, but a longer version of the story is on the Patreon. But um, short story, I won best in class, best in my class, and uh, best in the state. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Everyone was happy nice. except for me <laughs> because I'm <laughs> like, I hated this project. And like all my classmates, they did so much better. Like they looked more realistic. And it was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like how and why did I win? I don't know. Um, I got well, a little. We, we are our own worst critics. So maybe is, you were just being too harsh on yourself. It's It's very well possible. And. I still didn't like it, um, <laughs> and especially it got worse because my my reward for winning was more paintings of ducks. So, oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I yeah. remember hearing this at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I did, yeah, I did go to Washington D.C. to go see the painting, like hanging up in the Smithsonian, which is a great honor. Um, you know, was it really? It. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in D.C. My, my work is here. I'm just not happy that it's this piece of work. So. <laughs> I don't know that I knew it was hanging in the Smithsonian. That's kind of a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was there. It was like it was on tour or something, but it was only there for like, um, I don't know if it was there for a year or for like a couple months, but it was there, and my parents took me to go see it. And, I mean, we took a tour of, the, of D.C. proper, but like, we made sure that we stopped and found it, and I think we took a picture of it, and then we moved on. So, like, okay, that was that. And eventually it was it was shipped back to me with all the ribbons and stuff and all that stuff on it. So, anyway, I wrote about um, 
ducks and how much I hated them. And uh, this teacher, <laughs> <laughs> this ecology teacher in, in high school, he decided outside of his his classroom display, um, he's got he had like a whole window case or whatever. He put a stuffed mm-hmm. duck in the window and <laughs> underneath it, uh, he said, my name is T. Sterling Watson. So I'm like, oh, so he was mocking. He thought he was funny. Huh? Yeah, he thought it was funny. Yeah. So like. Haha, touche or whatever, and I don't think I re- responded to him because I wasn't sure how to respond, like to a teacher uh, that I hadn't even met. But once I had saw it, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, it's it's on. But it didn't really, it wasn't really on because I didn't really retaliate because I didn't really know. What- <laughs> so he got away with murder, basically. basically. Basically, he got away with murder. Basically, <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, he was coming after me, but I didn't have any more, like, ammunition to come back at him because I didn't know who he was. Just, yeah. You got to stay ready, so you have to get ready, Sterling. Oh, I'm I'm ready now. It's just, it's, <laughs> what is this? Uh, I'm trying to think of what year that was. Let's just say it was 2004. So it's, like, almost almost 20 years later. And mm-hmm. So now you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready now. Okay. Get Mr. Okay. Whoever your name is. Fukushima. That he was. He's not Fukushima. I don't. He felt that though. He felt that threat. I'm, I know he did. He's shaking in he his did. boots. I hope he did. If he's still alive, because I have no idea how old he was. I don't know if he passed away. But if if he passed away, he's feeling it in his grave. I'm like, oh, ho, ho. that was his ghostly self, just feeling, you know, shook. Feeling the burn. <laughs> feeling the burn a little bit. Like I'm, I'm coming for you. And, you know, I'm going to have these feathers. I'm terrible at threatening people right now. What is wrong with that? It's okay. You just got to keep practicing. It's okay. It'll come to you. It is. It is. It's got to be in the moment. Like, you know, like if you're being heckled. So. Right. So I think the longer response time, the worse your your comeback will be. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be like right then and there, which I'm good now. Like someone came at me and was like, oh, you're you. You look weird. So. Oh, okay. Um, there's symboling. There's symbols thrown at me, so that means there's. It's time for a quick break. I'm going to. Uh, we're going to take a break because this podcast is sponsored by not Google Hangouts because they are having issues this recording. <laughs> uh, but this podcast is also <laughs> sponsored by Oreo Thins with the Latte Creme flavor. Ooh, mm, yes, fancy. It is. I've been snacking on them very slowly because I want to enjoy them. It's one of the few times that I do enjoy the the creme, as I'm famously known for famously known for Oreos uh, without the cream. Mm-hmm. But these are good. I highly recommend getting them. So awesome. podcast hey there friend enjoying this podcast production i bet your sweet buttery face you are i bet you're also thinking how can i support this show and look awesome doing it aside from telling your best pal and all their kin you can head over to indube.com and two clicks later after hitting the store tab you'll find yourself with several fun and fancy swag brought to you by the fine folks at the indube network and t public if you're a fan of indube Food Fight, or anything under the Indubian sun, you can find it plastered on mugs, hoodies, pillows, cases, bags, and of course, t-shirts. Hurry on over now, and you may catch a sale with all tees 30% off. 
Seriously, they have sales like every other week. So head on over to Indube.com or tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot C-O-M and type Indube in the search bar and continue to pod with the best. Howdy, folks. Clem the old prospector here to tell you you can strike a rich, and you don't even need a pick and a shovel. All you need is a new quick pick from the Nebraska Lottery. Woo! With six chances to win, odds are you'll do better than me digging in this old mountain here. The new quick pick from the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back to the Indu Podcast. And, um... I think we'll start with some Sheboygan news first. Alrighty. Good morning, Sheboygan. Now, I'm going to lie a little bit. This isn't directly from Sheboygan news, but I did look at a Sheboygan website, um, or Sheboygan press, but I ran out of articles. They give you like a free, few free articles you can read until you have to subscribe. So mm-hmm. I didn't find any interesting stories until I ran out of pages, free pages I could read. So I had to go elsewhere to find it. And um, so this is a bit of a stretch. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with Sheboygan, but it does mm-hmm. have to do with one of our new favorite artists, Lizzo. So, oh, nice. Yes. Let's hear it. So um, the radio station uh, WIXXFM they have made Minnesota Vikings disappear from one of her songs. Um, she's got a lyric in her song, Truth Hurts, that fresh photos mm-hmm. with bomb lighting, new man on the Minnesota Vikings. That Minnesota Vikings mm. part is edited out as if it was a swear. <laughs> Why? Uh, be- because of... Yeah, because of the location. Um, you're ah. basically in Green Bay Packers country. So. Ah, Gotcha. Yeah, so that basically calling out their rival like that is <laughs> it is a swear. Yeah, yeah. So they they edited it out, and um, let's see. There is a quote. Do, 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 do. Um, oh, because they they cleared it with Atlantic Records first. They mm-hmm. said they, they kind of chuckled. The, they didn't seem to fully understand the reason they couldn't play it, and they were like, "Why can't you play it?" And the station responded, because this is Green Bay, man. So, yeah. that was Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So they, and they're actually pretty cool. They're fine. And uh, it still gets regular radio play. So it, it's it's all good. <laughs> man, these football fans are pretty crazy, right? It's, well, at least I know in Wisconsin and that area, I know they're serious. Because that's, that's where the cheeseheads are. Um, mm-hmm. When it's game day, I think the city shuts down because everybody's <laughs> at the stadium. Yeah. So it's it's pretty serious. So I get that though. People yeah. people are like that here. The majority of the state is pretty gung ho crazy about the hogs, which is Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, they're not. I mean, it's a col- it's college ball, so it's not. Uh, I, I I can't say it's not as bad as like pro ball, but or pro ball fans, I should say. But there are some folks who are really serious about their hogs mm. here. I try to remember the t- one of the times I was there. If I experienced a little bit of it, I know the um, 
we were at a bar at one point. We were watching a game that was going on, but uh, it, I think it may have, it was some other game. I'm not sure if like I don't know how serious it gets, but I think I remember that happening. It gets pretty serious, but like I said, it's not. I don't think it's the same as pro ball. Like, but maybe not. maybe it is. I don't know people. But that's like our only claim to fame, really. Like within the sports world, so. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. people take that to heart and run with it. Well, because they have something. Pun so, intended. Uh, ha ha. Football. Uh, Whatever. I it, it went right. O- I was distracted. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm I'm with you because I love puns. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know I love mm-hmm. puns. I know. We will move on now to, uh, <laughs> as long promised, the uh, double or not double, but the combined Black History facts. And Spookum's Zone. Black History. Black History. Black History. Facts. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, you, have you ever heard of someone, a musician by the name of Robert Johnson? I don't believe I have. Okay. Well, Robert Johnson was born in uh, May 8th, 1911. He is known to be a blues singer, but he wasn't always a blues singer or guitarist. Um, he started out like playing harmonica and actually was a very bad guitarist. And he mm-hmm. would, as a young, young man, he would go to like the bars and the clubs and try to play. And people are like, man, you suck. And just, just kind of just laughing him out and like, yeah, just, Aww. you know, you have to get better. Mm-hmm. Even, even blues legend Sunhouse told him, or not even just told him that he was bad, but like just was there as a witness to like, yeah, he was, he wasn't very good. And then he left, he disappeared for, I think like about a year supposedly and he came back and he just like played like, like, I don't know, just a genius. So okay. he, he he had like acquired a skill in like just the short amount of time and became a blues legend. In fact, people watched him play and then if he had noticed that you were looking at his hands, he would like kind of just move in a, such a way so you couldn't see how he was playing. Mm-hmm. Because he was playing in such a a new kind of way and I think some legend even has it that it sounds like two people are playing the guitar. Uh-oh. Because he was playing that that well, so where the where the spooky part comes in is how he acquired these newfound skills in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, legend has it that he went to the crossroads and he met a tall, dark-figured man, and um, at, he gave his guitar to this man who tuned it for him and even played a couple songs for him. And mm-hmm. gave it back to him in exchange for his soul. So Whoa. this particular dark fellowed man may have been the devil, may have been um may have been the African um god uh or trickster god uh mm-hmm. Legbo, I'm trying to find his name just to make sure I'm getting the right one. But basically just trading his soul for the skills of being this expert guitar player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's 
and not even just for that, but just for fame and and actually putting blues on the map. I think it was on the map before, but not as not as big as as he was actually getting to be. And he went touring, playing just magnificently. Just and even to this day, he's still uh, like within the top ten of like top guitarists. Like he's still up there. Mm-hmm. Now he died when he was twenty seven. And people Yikes. don't exactly know how he died. He was just found mm-hmm. like, on the side of a road. And um, wow, yeah. It, but then again, it was also like the nineteen what is it nineteen twenties by then? Nope, nineteen thirty. Yeah. So being a black man, you're not really going to get like the best treatment, like of death, like uh, certificates, and like trying to find out how exactly he died if you're just found. So that's still a bit of an unknown. Um, but yeah, that is, um, that is Robert Johnson. There is a documentary about him on Netflix, which I tried to get the name of, and I should have gotten it before I even started. Um, but it's under the remastered, like Netflix has this series of remastered, uh, they, they talk about artists. I've only watched two of them so far. The first one was on Sam Cooke, so of course I had to watch it. And mm-hmm. this most recent one was Robert Johnson. There's at least two other ones, and I, I will eventually check them out. Nope, I did check out one of them. One of them was about the song um, uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight and where it came from and mm-hmm. the long history of how that song came to be. And, uh, yeah, it's actually pretty pretty interesting because it's got a long history with back into African roots and how they how this family or the heirs of the the people or the person who wrote it had to basically fight Disney in order to get rights or at least to get royalties from that song Mm -hmm. because thanks thanks to the Lion King making it uber famous and the Lion King musical Mm -hmm. uh, they were owed a hefty sum of money to which Nowadays, they're trying to figure out exactly where that money went because the family's like, yeah, we didn't see any of the money. The lawyers are like, we, this is what happened with the money. It it gets messy and complicated. Well worth checking out. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It is. Has nothing to do with Robert Johnson, but still, it's a very interesting story. So I do recommend checking that out as well as Robert Johnson's story. And, you know, if you got time, Sam Cooke as well. So. <laughs> just throw him in there might as well might as well because he also yeah. has technically an unsolved murder because there's there's disputing um claims on exactly how he died so right so yeah crazy but yeah definitely robert johnson because that's one that you might want to watch with the lights off because it'll creep you out a little bit Oh, because I would totally do that. You totally would, and and then you'll probably text me and say, "Why did you why Why did you have me watch this?" And I'll mm-hmm. just laugh at you. So, but he's totally a really good story to to check out, and all the um, musicians to this day that still recognize him and honor him and admire mm-hmm. him for his uh, his mm-hmm. skill. So nice. Yeah. And one of the stories, one of the stories in the documentary that I really liked is how renowned or how in demand he was that even after he died, they didn't know, like the producers, not producers, promoters didn't know he died and he was scheduled to perform somewhere. So Mm -hmm. they ended up just taking one of his records 
and putting that on a stage, like on a record player, people showed up, they played the record, they still applauded like he was right there. So, yeah. Wow. That's pretty impactful. Yeah. He's not even there, and they're still going to applaud him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I mean, that's respectful, especially if by that time they did know that he was he had passed. By then, I'm, I'm sure, yes. So they, they still showed up anyway. So I thought that was that was pretty amazing. It's like wow. Yeah. But then again, I think today, if I mean, we we got excited when we saw the uh, Tupac hologram. So. <laughs> yes. And they haven't done that yet. Uh, I mean, redone it again, like more hologramic, you know, people coming back. Yeah. Well, some people like because you know they had there were rumors that when Justin Timberlake did. Super Bowl, he was going to do a holograph or a hologram oh, of Prince. That's right. And like he did, fortunately he didn't, but like, like, cause apparently Prince explicitly said he didn't want something like that mm-hmm. or his estate said he, that was again, would have been against his wishes or something. So, I mean, some people are not into that and they, you know, are not good with that. I agree. Uh, and while he didn't do that, I believe he did have like a giant projection of him. So I think that's what happened. And I don't know. The only image I actually see is someone replacing, I guess if it was an image of Prince, they replaced it with Dave Chappelle as Prince, which in my mind is just making me laugh. And I'm just <laughs> stifling it inside because I saved that picture just, just to use it, just in case I might need to use it to make fun of Justin for whatever reason. So Yeah. 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 I mean, I can always find reasons. Like, he came out with an album last year that nobody remembers. So, yeah. Oh, Justin. T- oh, yeah, because it was... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? Uh-huh. Um, although, I will admit, there was one song on it I liked. Um, Alicia Keys was on it, but it had it had nothing really... Well, yeah, it had a little bit to do with why I liked it. But it just sounded good versus the rest of the album. Yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. What album? <laughs> exactly. It it was uh, somewhere lost in the woods. I think. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't know what it was called. I just know he. I think he was going back to roots or something. I don't know. I don't know what he, he tried it though. That's all I'm gonna say about it. He, he tried. Um, failed miserably. I don't think it charted <laughs> or anything. Like I, I mean, I gave it a listen. I gave it a solid attempt, and I could not. Like even the song I liked, I really couldn't tell you what it sounded like. Like I'd have to go and find it. Like oh yeah, I did like this song. And I, I think I heard one song, and I was like, uh, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I think it was on the radio, maybe, but it was so terrible. And I said, okay, well, I guess I know what to expect from this album. I don't need to go forward. Thank you, radio station for... And then I never heard anything about that album ever again mm-hmm. since that and day. There's a good reason for that, too. So, <laughs> Whereas there, there's other... like, If anything, it just makes you want to go back to listen to their better material, such as um, the 2020 experience, preferably mm-hmm. part one, because part two... Mm-hmm. Meh. <laughs> it Yeah. It really felt like a B side, like like, oh these <laughs> this is why this didn't make part one because they're not as right. good as Right. Yeah. Right. 
you can literally cut off the second half and be okay. That's kind of how I felt about it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I feel like that's like for most of his music, like half of half of all he does is good, and the other half, just keep it. You know, I mean, you put it out and you put it out there. Maybe someone will like it, but the masses are just like, eh, meh, meh. Yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're having he a good time it. here just, just ragging on Justin Timberlake. And and really, he could be <laughs> a very nice person. And, you know, I, I, I'm I, sure he's a delightful human. Yeah. I mean, I, there are, there are things that are wrong, but we're, we're not going to delve into those but no because then it'll raise our blood pressure it, it will and i just got my medication resubscribed or refilled that's the word i was looking for so yeah i'm good <laughs> and i've been drinking my cherry juice again by the way the indu podcast is brought to you by cherry juice i'm sorry specifically cherry bundy cherry juice black cherry juice sorry it's get it right, delicious. get it right. It is. It's delicious. It's made with 75 tart cherries in every bottle. It'll boost your immunity. It'll improve sleep. It'll reduce soreness. And it makes you recover faster. It's no sugar added. Mm-hmm. And it has a great taste. So, yeah, it's good. It's good and it's good for you. That's nice. That should be their logo. Or not their logo. Their, 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 uh, <laughs> their slogan. So, yeah, cherry juice. Have you been drinking your cherry juice? Are you drinking cherry juice? I am not drinking cherry juice. I've not been uh, investing in that. Mm. Gotta gotta get on that. Well, this is maybe my only second time telling you after like several months ago. I may have told you, but <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, but I'm I'm letting you know. I'm I'm trying to help you. I I wouldn't tell you things that would hurt you. You know. Me. I I trust you and I believe you. It's it's all good. All right. Well, just just as long as you know that I'm I'm here to help, and if it's if it's good for me, then it's probably good for others. So <laughs> that is a saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from the Oreo thins, like they they're good, but they may not be good for you, but they are tasty. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is that. I get that. It, it, I, I do what I can. I do what I can. Um, yeah. So. We're going to take a quick break again, and then we'll return. Even though we just had a break and or a sponsor break, uh, we'll put another little, you know, shout out to something else. So we'll be right back on the Indu Podcast. The Indu Podcast. Hey, dear listeners, just a gentle reminder that you can support the Indube Network by subscribing to the Indube Patreon at patreon.com slash Indube. But hold up, Sterling. I keep hearing about this website. What is Patreon? So glad you asked. Patreon is a membership platform where subscribers can pay, fund, or donate to creators for content. In other words, if you subscribe for a small monthly fee, you can get bonus podcasts, reviews, videos, and just awesome extra goodies from the Indube Network. So all that extra stuff we couldn't fit in this episode they're listening to right now will be on the Patreon? Exactly, and so much more. Oh, really? Well, where does my money go? Well, podcasts cost money. Microphones, conferencing software, and host websites aren't free. So every little bit that a patron chips in helps produce the content they already love and enjoy. And for your contributions, based on how much you give per month, 
we'll unlock more perks to be enjoyed that are created specifically for patrons. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So where do I go again? Patreon.com slash Indube. Browse around. Some posts are free. Most are a dollar. But you're free to do more and you will get more. And we at the Indube Network will certainly appreciate the help keeping the studio lights on. That's for sure. And thank you to the patrons that are already supporting and enjoying all that extra bonus content. Like that one video where you did that one thing you said you wouldn't, couldn't, and shouldn't do. Oh, I know. And I almost got killed to death trying to do it, but I did it and now it's done. That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Good times. And we've returned. Welcome back. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, Now, I really want to talk about Phoenix Force. Phoenix Force. Goodness. Dark Phoenix. Wow. It's terrible. (laughs) Uh, But we (laughs) but saving that for maybe possibly next episode. We'll get into that. Um, But we will talk a little bit about TV since that's what we've been kind of delving into. We finally finished The Flash, season five. Woo-hoo, yeah. So what were your... I Well, I, I want to... I'm trying to phrase this in such a way. Um, so spoiler alert, of course, if you have not watched The Flash and you're still trying to catch up, so there's that. Um, we finished season five. Your Your initial thoughts after it actually ended, because you were responding to me, when it hadn't actually ended yet, but yeah, I mean, it was close enough to the end. It, I it thought, was, it I think <laughs> you had a flurry of emotions. I had a flurry of emotions. I just, I don't know what to do now because no longer do I have the show to watch. Like after I get home from work or, late at night or whatever. And that's my initial response is, okay, what now? Um, it was very sad because, um, and I'm going to shut my door because I have somebody here and they have not seen this. And I, you know how I feel about spoilers, mm-hmm. but I was very, very sad because, you know, I had just started to like Nora, just started to, um, she had just redeemed herself and, you know, everybody was happy, and then they just killed her. Mm. <gasps> and so <laughs> it just it just hurts my heart. And like just to see Barry and Iris and the way that they like took it, the way that they responded. Now the whole time I'm thinking while she's chilling in the future and like making friends and establishing a whole new life in the past before she's born, I'm like, okay, at some point she's got to go back because they're so concerned about the timeline with her being in the present and being there for so long. I'm sure that's not a good thing for the said timeline. Mm -hmm. So I figured that at one point she was going to be something, something would have to, would have to happen in order to send her, you know, back to her own time. But I didn't expect her to to basically disintegrate or whatever. And, and I was you not say, happy about that. Right. And when you said they killed her, you actually meant like the writers, the producers, whatever. The show. The yes. show. They killed her. The show. She was not, not a villain. Yeah. She wasn't murdered on the show. Like she she wasn't the bad guy didn't take her down, that sort of thing. But 
<sighs> basically due to events of time travel and and even Ralph actually said timey wimey so I'm like oh uh-huh. so, I um, know um, but yeah due to timey wimey things she kind of erased herself out of existence because of all of I mean time travel is messy so it is it is and I get it but it's also just ugh, I, it, it was just very heart wrenching and it was very emotional I mean, and and there are very many episodes of Flash that I feel this way. I mean, even in season five, there's just a lot of really like gut wrenching, just hits you where it hurts type episodes. And this one, this finale, season finale, was not an exception. Mm. Um, it was great. I loved it, but it was also very painful. But then you see like this montage as because you know. Um, Iris and, and Barry find um, Nora's final recorded message or just her recorded message to her parents telling them goodbye, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing how they react to, to that message, which was, of course, a surprise. They didn't expect it. And it was I hope, you know, it was set up to give them a little bit more closure. So that was nice. But then as she's saying, you know, you hear the audio of her of her message you see like a montage of what's happening with everyone else and it almost felt like a series finale and i was like oh we're coming back for season six right (laughs) um because it was just so it was just the way it was shot made it seem like uh people it was giving us of okay what's everyone doing now what you know how are they living their lives it just seemed very final but um, I know we talked about, um, um, oh, what's his name? Carlos. Oh, yeah. I should. Oh, he's the actor that plays Cisco Ramon. So we know that he's not coming back. And the way that they ended things for him, it made sense. Even though, like we agreed, he still could have been a part of Team Flash. But he did take the cure. He did get rid of his biopowers. Um, and so... But the the what he was saying was he wanted to, you know, live life as uh, Cisco, not as Bob. So right. that may include, or I guess it does include since the actor's leaving the show, but I guess they're tying that into why Cisco is leaving the show and he's mm. not going to be a part of Team Flash anymore. So Carlos Valdez. Valdez. I was thinking Vasquez, but I have a, <laughs> that's my friend's last name. But, mm. um, um, but yeah, I just, I hate, I hate that he's not coming back, but he is. He was one of my favorite parts of the show, and ah, he's just so realistic of a character, so believable. Just ah. yeah, he he really brought the the meta to the show because he would just call out things. Um, like yeah, his, his shirts like his shirts was one of my favorite things of the show too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. And mm-hmm. one of the memorable shirts he had had like a. Uh, little lightning like flash lightning bolts on him and mm-hmm. that was a button-up shirt too but no just as a character he was a very strong character he went through yes. a lot he like he had emotional residence like just yeah he went through um and yes. you, could, you could tell it was a struggle for him i think since they discovered that they could even cure metas and i think you could tell he was kind of wrestling with the idea of it uh yeah not, not just the idea of it, but I think even internally, just him deciding, like, is this something that I want? Um, 
because he had been depowered for a little while. Like, I think, I forgot how he got cuts on his hands, but I'm not sure if that was last season or if that was this season. But he wasn't able to vibe because of that, so... I think it was season six. I think it was, or not season six, this this last season, because oh, yeah. it had something to do with the shards, I think. Okay. Um, something about... So at the end of season uh, four... We saw that Nora, that Nora. We didn't know who it was at the time, but Nora helped Flash um, punch the satellite that was about to crash down to the Earth. And when they punched it, it created the shards, which created even more madness, mm-hmm. um, including Cicada and Cicada Two. And so somehow I forget what it was, but I think he, I think maybe uh, Cisco tried to grab uh, Cicada's dagger. Mm-hmm. And somehow, you know, it sliced his hand, but it was something to do with the dark matter. Um, something to do with the dark matter from the sh- from the uh, dagger that he was able to vibe. It just was it was hurting him. Um, and I think it had something to do with like, yes, the dark matter, but maybe there were shrapnels. They said shrapnels. Um, I'll have to watch that again. But then they, then he got healed, or like Caitlin fixed him, and he was he was good to go. Um, I mean, but even then, part. yeah, it was it, a whole lot happened in this season, like a whole lot. And I think I don't think it was too heavy, like the story or whatever. But I just think a lot. I just think a lot happened, and mm-hmm. it was easy to miss stuff. There was a few times where I would have to like rewatch a whole episode or rewatch a portion mm-hmm. just because it was so much, you know, it was, it, it was a lot. It was. And there was just things that I was noticing or, or rather missing. Cause I'm like, Hey, where's uh Cisco been this episode or where's Joe been? Yeah. And yeah. Just characters that just kind of disappeared for like an episode or two. <laughs> they did do. Well, then they would like mention, Oh yeah, Joe is in, he's in Thailand and he took the baby. And I'm like, Oops, come on. <laughs> Like serious. Cecile would not allow that in exactly. real life, first like, of all. I mean, like, what black woman would let that happen? Like, oh, yeah, let just her go newborn ahead. baby go with and her, her not husband. Go like, with, with them. Like, exactly. Why didn't she go? It was just dumb. I mean, not dumb. I get it. It's, it's so logic because I think those episodes, Cecile really did have, like, um, she had a stronger role to play or whatever, but it was just mm. like, why? Why, why would you even? Like, right? Why would you even? Why not the whole family go? Why would you separate? And then he was gone for like a whole month or something. Like right. what? <laughs> you are you work for the CCPD? You don't make that kind of money. Exactly. But then again, but then again, look at ugh, and this part just okay. Even for a TV show, I have mm. been suspending disbelief since season one. Okay, I okay. love a good superhero show a good superhero movie or whatever i love that stuff right mm-hmm. not only are you telling me barry and iris have this amazing condo no no let's go back <laughs> let's talk about star labs okay let's talk about star let's, labs let's talk about star labs because i've got some thoughts but yes let's talk about star labs how is star labs still operational first mm-hmm. of all first of all yes they haven't gotten they haven't been open for five seasons now okay well, can I interject? Because they they have sure. been doing they have been doing tours. I don't know if they're still doing that. I don't think they're still doing that. Remember that was uh, which Wells was it? Um, 
It might have been the the last well, not not the Sherlock, but it might have been the one. Before. No, it, I think it was the one who sacrificed himself for Savitar, be or because of Savitar. So that oh, was okay. Maybe it was season, like season three. three. Yeah, I think I don't. He wanted to do tours, but remember he did the tours, and then it didn't go so well because nobody showed up. Okay, maybe that, okay. So okay, well, still it's not open. And they they do the exterior shots. Some of the roof is still broken. The roof is still broken. Because I noticed so this because when they, went, when they went in the future, it was fixed. So yes. And some, they do that on purpose. Yeah. I think they do that on purpose to show the different earths and to show different times and stuff, which mm-hmm. I think is brilliant. But come on. So, so yeah, so how are they getting this funding a, to do all of what they're doing? How are y'all doing all this major, like major scientific stuff? Okay. They're creating weapons. They're creating new gear, new outfits, all this stuff. They're Where housing is money criminals. From? They're housing medical. They are housing. Right. Which is so illegal. Like, um, <laughs> well, and, and then remember in the later seasons, I don't think they do that anymore. That goes back to, um, iron Heights. Okay. Yeah, they just they now have a meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just now have a meta-focused um, area. But at first, they were housing criminals. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. So, do y'all have the means to to actually feed these people? To mm-hmm. give them showers? To yeah, like, what? Because even <laughs> you the are not cells a maximum they, security prison. The cells they kept them in were very small. So it's they like, were very small. It is inhumane because of how small and they were. And every time we saw those same metas, they were in their same clothes. Mm-hmm. Still just so, standing there looking angry. And I mean, you would too. <laughs> but. Because they hadn't had a shower in weeks or food in days. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on here? Yeah, what, what is? And, and the security, which they did mention in one episode of how, how lax the security was. How lax it is, yeah. But also, now ran. see, I know, everybody can just walk in. It doesn't really matter because there is no security. But I remember somebody saying that maybe they had grants, like, or just, just the, the, what am I trying, the, just the wealth of uh, the original wells, mm-hmm. because he did make a lot of money. Right. And so they were saying that maybe he just had, you know, some outlying wealth laying around. Or it just kind of kept being funded or something because of that. Or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, they always show show up to work looking just to the nines. Uh, Everybody's living on their own in places they have to pay rent or mortgage. The lights are still on. Mm Y'all still have the tech to... And not only that, they have had this enough money to like remodel on multiple <laughs> occasions and they've had the, the the extra funds um to rebuild after like like cicada 2 recently just trashed cicada 2 yeah messed it up and it happened a season or two before too where something caved in or something blew up or something and i mean they have a whole speed lab now which that has to do with flashpoint but it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. They have a whole cafe. Like, I just, <sighs> it just drives me crazy. And then your girl Iris, your girl Iris has <sighs> yeah. been a bo- freaking blogger 
So not only do they have enough money to have this amazing condo, because it's amazing. Right. It is amazing. And they f- it, it's immaculate. And they and furnish it, and they have food to eat, and they have lights on. And they just and remodeled it, And I assume they have plumbing, and they just remodeled it. <laughs> this girl has been running a blog for two days and now is making enough to have her own little office. Right. Yeah, she has an office, which at one point she was afraid to go to because Cicada knew where it was. Um, mm-hmm. So Right, really so. That's rent that you have to pay for. And she remodeled it and she made it look really cute. She did. I was really jealous because I, I was like, oh, that's a nice little workspace. It's so cute. I would love to work there. And it's so like, <sighs> so decorated. Like it's decorated like someone had been there for a couple of years. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, some people have an eye for that. Some people are, they're able to just move in and redecorate the place and it'll be, you know, immaculate. I'm good with that. But I'm talking about, I'm looking at the money in which it takes to do such decorating. Right. Because like she had a a light fixture over there. She had painted the walls. She had to, I mean, I, listen, I was even looking at the (laughs) chair that she was in. I know how much that chair costs. It's like a two or $300 office chair. Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, where? that's just a start for the chair, and then that's minus, just the chair. minus the rest of the furniture and in the, in the everything, the decorate, all of that. Yes, it's just it's just annoying because money apparently grows on trees for the characters of the Flash. <laughs> and similarly, because we, we we talked about Cisco and all his T-shirts, like I I think uh, we have yet to see anyone wear the same outfit, just regular outfit, not not the costume, just regular outfit. And I, I sometimes wish I lived in a TV show because I want mm-hmm. new clothes where I don't have to wear the same thing every day. I'm not saying now, I see, do, but like, you know, I yeah. want that. Now, see, here's my theory on that. So, like, that's every show except for, like, cartoons. And even right. some cartoons will change clothes. But um, that's every show. They never repeat the same clothes. So, I, if only, only for that reason, I'm willing to suspend that disbelief. But... The way Kaylin and Iris's hair is done so well <laughs> every time their makeup is, is perfect and on point. Their clothes are clearly their costly clothes. They're, they don't come up in there in T-shirts and in yoga pants and stuff. They are dressed to the nines. Where y'all getting your clothes from? Y'all don't receive a paycheck. Well, Iris apparently is making a killing <laughs> on a freaking blog. <laughs> right. But, ugh. So... You you already mentioned that you may probably just end up watching rewatching season five, and probably yeah. I I'm going to ruin something for you that you're not going to be able to unsee. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Are you ready? Let's let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Next time you watch uh, Nora run, um, watch her hair, and it doesn't move. How it stays in place. Uh huh. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. It, ever since I noticed that, it just kind of bothered me a little bit it was like well maybe there's something in the speed force that keeps your hair in place but <laughs> I, I don't know because we never notice it with barry because he always has his uh his mask on his so, hood on right yeah so no I, I've, I've noticed that but i've also noticed because they show so many close-ups of them running in slow motion mm-hmm. you see they do that that weird like you know, you have like your knife hand, I call it a knife hand, <laughs> um, where their hands are like, their fingers are stuck together mm-hmm. and they're doing that, that, that weird running in place. You're doing it thing. right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. How <laughs> did you know? For, for an audio and podcast. So, yeah. We, we see what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. Y'all see it. So, 
yeah, they do the thing. But then when they were running together, I was like, okay, you can't see there. You can't see her cheeks, you know, moving. Maybe she's just moving too fast for that. But her hair definitely doesn't move. And then, yeah, you can see you can see the cracks mm-hmm. in this superhero life. You know, it, it was bothersome a little bit, but I'm like, okay, well, I'll 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 let it go. But just know that I can see it, and the fact that I can see it is just taking me out of it just a little bit. <laughs> And I'm just With trying it. to just trying to make, you know, um, explanations in my head. Like, okay, maybe it is the speed force that's just encompassing all of them. So they're just <laughs> running through it and it's just they're in a bubble. So the bubble is the one that, that's that's going through all the air and they're that's what that's how they're able to run through things. It's it's the speed force. So that's the explanation for everything. It's the speed force. I'll bet I'll bet that. Yeah, maybe the speed force funds all of their projects too. <laughs> there's 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 cash being made within the, the 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 speed force that just comes out and like okay now we've got the money to keep the lights on for another couple months because we have speed money so that's that's mm-hmm. what's, that's what's keeping the lights on mm-hmm. there's hamster wheels inside they're just doing their thing or maybe they have their own generator so that could be a, a something too I mean, okay okay I'll, I'll give them that i'll give them that mm-hmm. but everything else come on the original Wells, he was, well, which actually happened to be Thawne. He probably figured out a way to just make energy. And <laughs> it's like, okay, we're just going to have that taken care of. So we're just going to be self-sustained from now on. <laughs> well, he's figured out a lot of things. He's made a lot of plans. And they've generally worked out in his favor. So They did. They did. You know? I kind of had to hand it to him. Like, oh, well done. You, I guess. I know. this. Yeah. This last plan through. was pretty dang amazing like he used their own child that ultimately self-destructed just to get free well i know and i really don't even know i honestly don't know if he had that plan in mind uh maybe but it, it it almost seemed like it was a plan that he hatched after he met nora maybe maybe that that that's what and but i think maybe after he met her he realized Okay, she's not going to live through this, but I don't care. I'm going to be free. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. He seems to have a lot more insight into like timelines and past, present, future. So I, I he could have cheated in some way. He could have. Um, I don't. I just feel like he exists somewhat outside of the timeline that Barry exists in. Mm. And I haven't quite figured that out, but he just always seems to be a step of a step ahead. Not so much like like DeVoe, but um, I don't know. He just seems to always kind of know and he he they can never quite he and the Flash can never quite defeat each other. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he's a very interesting character to me. A perfect, yeah. perfect arch nemesis. I, I I would have to agree because he, I mean, he has his own speed force, really, because he goes into yeah. the negative speed right. force. Right. So, Crazy. Yeah. So there, that definitely is that. And the last thing I'll mention is that um, something that you and I had talked about before. I like how they keep the whole crisis thing, the whole newspaper yeah. thing just disappearing. So yeah, and they they left off updating the date. So we don't have to wait until 20, I think 2024 is when they had it originally. So they 
brought it to 2019. So we will find out later this year. I know. And I really, that was very interesting. One thing I didn't notice is if the byline still said Iris was selling or not. Um, I'm sure it did. I have to, I have to check it. I was, I was more concerned with looking at the the date. Yeah, they right. That's what I'm saying. Year. Well, but there you could still see the byline before. I just, I, I just wasn't paying attention to it. Like oh, when it was I just see. the big, you know, before they zoomed in. Right. Um, because like it was like a big shot or a shot of the the newspaper as a whole, like the front cover or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you could see the byline, and then it started to like Gideon started to talk, talking about an update to whatever to this record, and then it started to zoom in on the date, and I was like, oh no, oh no, it's still coming, oh no, that's <laughs> twenty nineteen, no, 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 and so I stopped looking, but I'll have to go back and look at and see if the byline is still correct. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you'll be texting me and was like, hey, did you notice this and that? Because they're because you're oh, doing yeah. that for season four, which I had no real <laughs> um, memory of, like. That's that's the bad thing about all the stuff that I consume is a lot of oh, it yeah. blend together. Like yeah. apparently cats being used for violence. You know where I think I got that from? And you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna laugh at well, you're already laughing at me. <laughs> I, I got, am. I got that from Animaniacs. Because there was an episode where Rita and Ryan, cats, right? Well, Rita well, no, and the the Warner brothers and the Warner sister, they <laughs> are the Warners. They are not cats, they're not monkeys, they're not dogs. <laughs> They're, but they're, they're not just, people. They're not people either. This is not the debate we're trying to. I'm trying to have right oh, now. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm talking about Sorry. Rita and Runt, uh, a cat and dog duo, and mm-hmm. in one episode, um, some evil person wanted to capture Rita and I think make a violin out of her. So I think that's where I got that from. <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but if if <laughs> if the Animaniacs were actually cats, I oh, could we're going see. Back to that now. <laughs> well, I, like you brought it up, so how if they were actually cats, I I would be able to understand like how you can make that like connection and that assumption or whatever. But if they're not cats, what are you talking about? I was talking about Rita. Do you, you remember Rita and Runt? Who are they? Uh, Rita is a cat. She likes to sing, or she sings all the time. She's always like having these musical numbers. Oh, and, right. And Runt keeps thinking Rita is a dog. Oh, got it. See, I never knew names. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, okay, gotcha. I'm yeah. I'm with you now. So Same yeah, page. one episode, there was some evil person. Rita was trying to. Uh, oh, not Rita. Someone was trying to capture Rita and I think make a violin out of her. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Gotcha. Don't remember. I think it's on Hulu still. I don't remember. I have to check. Well, so, that's making more sense then. I got you now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So my, my logic is it's sometimes it's out there. And I was recently telling someone that sometimes I'll I'll learn about something, but I won't remember where I learned it from, which can be a problem sometimes <laughs> because that information will cross and confuse what the actual fact is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, that, that makes, that makes more sense. Thank you for breaking it down. <laughs> Cause I yeah. was like, what is he's lost it? I <laughs> apologize, <laughs> but Hey, full circle. Um, yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're, back. We're, we're, we're back. And I guess we're great timing too. So we'll, we'll wrap it up here. And um, do you have any like thing you want to shout out or, or people to check out recommendations, follows, Anything like that? 
Um, if you want to catch me on the Twitters, you can find me at IMK Hinton, where I will tweet about anything Flash related, um, nits and crits about that show, because I do love the show and it has so many redeeming qualities. Um, everything from the Flash to I'm looking around the room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wall decorations and how to decorate your house on a budget. Hmm. That sounds like yeah. a show. Totally. Hire me, somebody. That's the way to do it. <laughs> all right. Um, follow me on all things at Indube and go to Indube.com to find the T Public store for merch and Patreon to support and get perks. Please rate, comment, and share the pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Thank you so much for supporting, listening, stopping by, and pressing play. Tell someone you value that you value them. Live without regrets and live for the folks you love. I've been your benevolent host, T. Sterling Watson. And remember, if the world doesn't suck, we'd all fall off. Stay fresh, cheese bags. No. <laughs> <laughs>The Indu Podcast is recorded in a studio somewhere on planet Earth. The Indu Podcast is part of the Indu Network. And if you'd like to get in contact with the Indu Podcast, please email indubepod at gmail.com. That is indubepod at gmail.com. You can find the Indu Podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course Podbean, or wherever podcasts may be procured. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit Indube.com, where you can find our store, the blog, and of course, our Patreon, if you'd like to support and donate and find more perks and fun things to listen to and watch. For Chief, DJ Joe Daddy, Billford, this is T. Sterling Watson, signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Use your words, Chief. Good boy. This has been another... 3SFX Production.